This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And we have three favors to ask of you listeners right at the beginning. Here's our first one. Michael, what do we want them to do? Would you please submit a question at uh, vcob.org. That's the Village Church of Bartlett's website or our Village Church app. And I just go to the app store, download that. When you pull up the app, it's actually right at the bottom it's of, the, real easy. of the home screen there. And it says submit a Q&A question. You can do it anonymously. And um, we love your questions. We love the questions. Harder the better. Yep. Number two. Number two, we want you to share it, share it, share it. Be sure that you're sharing this with friends, family members, or foes. Mm. Great conversational starters as well. And number three, we ask you each week and each day to be sure to go to the iTunes store, rate and review. This is so important, but you got to go to the iTunes store to rate and review. So please do that. All right. So here's our question for today. A little bit on the serious note, by all means, very serious. Orlando terrorism. What are your thoughts? Well, typically when uh, socially, politically hot issues come up, uh, particularly around events where like immediately all of the facts aren't clear. That's right. Um, I usually tell our staff to hold off on public statements. That's right. Um, I've, I've regretted almost every public statement that I've made immediately. Um, because oftentimes in the, we'll just say the, the, the days after the event, there's so much rhetoric and understandable emotion. That's right illogical thoughts. If there's ever a time to be attacked, it's going to be by taking a strong position at the beginning of the immediately right after the event. And Vince like this are so uh, emotionally charged yeah. and the news are wanting to get information out so quickly. Yep. A lot of the information is wrong information. Uh, yep. And, um, and, and it's good intention. It's, oh yeah. I mean, they're obviously they're trying. not trying. And then there's the, twist of every news agency which oh, is yeah. different and then there is the blogosphere and then there's everything else so but but then some issues come up and they tap into multiple controversial streams or sure. issues so uh, i want to just say a couple things on the front end about you know this this situation um and then i think we can talk maybe more how to process this and how to think about it um so objectively this is an act of terrorism it is terrorism act. Uh, yeah. and then in the in behalf of isis sure this person did this disgusting horrific and that's thing. what he said and that's what he said and that's clear and we know that now and and um so first and foremost this is an issue of terrorism so to forget that which i appreciate the way the question was asked because um it, it was assuming that before it's anything else, it is terrorism. Right. Um, and, bef and, and obviously there was specifically the LGBT community was um, a target, but in the eyes of ISIS, they're one of multiple targets. Sure. And so um, it is very fair to say um, what has been done to them has been done to all of us. That's right. Um, because the only difference right now between us and us and them is that they were first mm -hmm. um, and multiple other subcultures and subgroups um, are next. Oh yeah. Uh, in their eyes. Yeah. Now, whether or not they can they achieve targets. it, they have multiple targets. And so to, to understand that this is terrorism, that yes, it's under one sub community. Um, and uh, because it was done to them, 
Um, all of us are represented in that because all of us are targets. Sure. Um, and so I think big picture, just to call this what it is before it's political, before it's anything, um, in, in the eyes of the government, it's terrorism. Um, theologically, I don't care if you're gay or straight, if you're an adulterer, you're a drug addict, you're a porn star, or whatever you are, right. um, your life is valuable. That's right. And you are precious. And yes. you were created with purpose. And the most, uh, we'll say, vile act is to kill another image bearer. It's That's called right. murder. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't murder animals. You murder people because right. animals aren't made in the image of God. Right. And so I think on a theological level, um, this is about the largest mass shooting in, we'll say American history, but like um, these are 50 image bearers. Right. Um, And so I think first and foremost, it's you step back and you say, theologically, this is grotesque. Sure. um, Because they're humans. And Um, it should break every heart of every Christian. Oh, yeah. Even even hear this yeah any christian or non-christian anybody who has a bone to pick with the lgbt community has a moment of elation over this That's right. is demented first and foremost we step back and we say these are image bearers it was an act of mass murder terrorism in sure. behalf of isis on image bearers who are also americans and so we have automatically there are a number of of we'll just say facts that should i think compel us to identify with every single one of those persons. Sure. Number one, we're image bearers. Right. Number two, we're, we're Americans by and large, which means we have mm-hmm. a national cultural heritage, which is important. Right. Um, but God, I mean, God um, saves people from every tribe, tongue, nation, language, and culture, meaning he has wired into us this uh, desire to find national affinity with each other. He right. even builds a nation, you know, mm-hmm. so Israel. So, um, so I would say, second of all, we're Americans. Um, third, we're all targets because whether or not you're a Christian or you're part of the LGBT community um, or you're just simply a Westerner, you are a target, target of ISIS. And so we can look at this circumstance and say, um, before this is even politicized, this is a reflection of a very real worldview that intends to dismantle, destroy Westerners right. until they submit to Allah, period. That period. is that is it. So like any anything that mitigates this or just makes this about guns or a sub-community is missing the grander, right. the grander narrative of what is actually happening here. And I'm not, I am not going to be so naive to suggest a foreign policy position on this issue. I just mm. want to call it what it is. And I think Christians should be the most clear headed about these issues. Absolutely. So before a Christian makes this about their sexuality, this is a about their humanity, B about our joint um, American ishness, whatever the word is. (laughs) Number three, it is the fact that we are all targets mutually together. And it might be this subgenre here and it might be another subgenre, you know, another week. You just don't know. And I, and I pray that our government gets in front of any future acts like this that could, Mm -hmm. that could happen. And, uh, some of the, I think more encouraging news is that 
Um, one of the signs I've read often that ISIS is being dismantled and defeated slowly but surely is that they're going more global. Yeah. And that these are final acts of, we'll say, desperation to mm -hmm. try to give the illusion of more strength than they actually have. And so my prayer is that uh, as Paul affirms that God has given governments the sword to execute justice, that our government would rightly and appropriately and wisely and with efficiency use the sword to execute justice on ISIS, wherever and whenever it's found. That mm -hmm. being said, the real question is, how do I navigate the politicalization? Is that the right word? Politicalization. Politicalization of this event. So this event, so every event gets hijacked. And it yes. doesn't always mean that it's bad. Uh, it just just depends whether or not we lose the grander narrative right. and the sub narratives. Mm -hmm. And so I want to make a I want to make a distinction between the grand narrative here is that fellow image bearers, fellow Americans, um, and co-targets with us have been targeted, executed right. in a vile act. Yeah. And we are one with those people, period, despite whether or not they have a different sexuality with us. So mm -hmm. um that being said. Um, the sub narratives have become the grand narratives, right? And that is where I get disturbed. Yeah, me too. And I, I'll give you a few, like I guess, general thoughts. Is, um, you know, if this happened in a church, I swear to God, and I promise you this, governments would not be advocating churches. Not at all. Flags with no. crosses would not be being waved. No, and. Which tells me that this was a perfect storm of right place, um, right time, um, right cultural, we'll just say, circumstance. And I, I truly am somewhat in awe of how much businesses, corporations, cities, and governments have affiliated themselves with the movement. I just don't find generally that governments should be affiliating themselves with cultural movements. Right. Um, that's a dangerous place to be because culture shifts. It goes left. It goes right. You know, like, but I do know this. Uh, I know that if this happened to 50 evangelical pro-life Christians worshiping Jesus Christ, teaching in the middle of a series on sexuality and an ISIS terrorist came in and executed them in the name of Allah and the name of ISIS, this wouldn't be played out the same way. No way. No, I, I agree. Uh, and that's not would not, I, I, would not yeah. have been. I'm not trying to sit here as, as a victim. Press. Like this isn't like victim Michael or victim Christian saying. I'm just saying objectively, it's just not what would happen. Um, and I don't want it to happen. So there's a little bit of you know I would say national hypocrisy in this that frustrates me. Um, on the other hand, I can put myself in their shoes. And here's here's the I think the question that gave me a lot of empathy for the LGBT community uh, because. Um, friends that we have, you've just Facebook friends, you just read it. Um, the majority of people in the LGBT community took this so personally, sure. so emotionally to do this to them is to do this to us. It actually created an atmosphere of unsafety for them communally mm. and nationally. And at first I was thinking, why do they feel unsafe nationally? It happened over there. I mean, I'm just being candid with my thoughts. Right. And then my next thought was this, if somebody had walked into a church on a, a normal evangelical church on a Sunday morning, um, with a bomb strapped onto them and guns and killed 50 people in a church in the name of ISIS and called for other people to do that to churches all around America, would that create a sense of a lack of safety and oppression against myself and my community? And it answers, probably would. Undeniably, yes. Yeah. 
I have a significant amount of empathy for the community and understanding why they have banded together. And if this happened to evangelical Christians in any city, the church would rise up um, and we would uh, be all over Facebook. We would be all over media. We would be identifying. We would be, we would be um, putting rallies and events sure. on, I'm sure. You know, we would be doing these kinds of things. And so I do have a lot of empathy for them. And I think culturally they're in a place in time where the government actually comes in mm-hmm. and uh, supports them in a way they would never do for the church. And then there's a whole tertiary issue, which is gun control. And uh, the fact that this is now about guns is insane to me because yeah, it's not a you know, that's not the, pro, the the big right. big issue here. It's not, but it has become now. Now Congress sits on the floor um, protesting until gun legislation is at least brought to the floor or passed something. It's so the fact that this even becomes about guns. So everybody can use absolutely anything. They used airplanes. Yeah, they man, use bombs. They use cars. They use guns. Yep. They can use anything to prove their point to make their uh, cause the cause. I, I don't have issues and I understand why the LGBT community is rallying and is offended and is nervous. I get that. Sure. That makes sense. I don't get why the government jumped on board. No. I mean, if they would do that for the church, then I could say, okay, if you're willing to sympathize with mm-hmm. different groups of people, then I would say, okay, then like show solidarity, right? But don't pick and choose. And I know, I just, we all know the government would not pick solidarity with the church. They right. might give one quaint little statement that said, you know, we're sorry, you know, a moment of silence and that's where it would mm-hmm. What I hate is how political movements hijack this for their own cause. Sure. If I was executed, I don't want to be used for your cause. Right. Um, my death is not about your cause. Um, and that drives me nuts. The fact that this has come become about something bigger than that. And uh, the actual meta narrative of this, the big picture story, which is terrorism is mm-hmm. now the subplot right. of, of sub genres and sub narratives, sub narratives, not genres, sub narratives. When the sub narratives become the main narrative, that's weird. To me. Yeah, it is. Um, but you know what? There's a lot, there's a lot more going on here behind the scenes politically than sure. we probably understand. So I would love to see the main thing stay the main thing. And I'm I'm hoping and trusting that um, government is paying very close attention that this is heightened, you know, like their understanding of what's going on globally. And I want to make a fair distinction. Let me just be fair for a moment. There is what the media does with an event. Yeah. There is what government does for PR. And mm. then there's what government does privately. I'm seeing what government is doing for PR and I'm seeing how the media is handling it. And I expect that by now this is like normal. Mm -hmm. My hope and prayer is that behind closed doors, the government is continuing to take this very, very, very seriously. And it's amping up their um, desire and ability and effort to protect America homeland and abroad. So, you know, I don't always appreciate or like when people confuse what happens in a on the PR level with government, because again, they're a machine mm-hmm. and they're trying to create higher ratings. And yet at the same time, privately doing totally different things to actually do the right thing. Yeah. I don't know how that's all going to come across, but I want to leave our audience with some of the big picture things. Number one is this is ridiculous um, and evil. Sure. Number two is that I can't find anywhere to justify this an act of God against the homosexual community. Mm. Um, that, I'm, I'm trying to find, I understand that in the old Testament and the way that God worked with the nation of Israel, there were some more things where evil nations and tribes were, um, 
yeah, attacked because of that. And there were judgments of God. God's people were attacked as a judgment on them. Right. Um, I don't find that nationally under the new covenant in this era that that is scripturally how God is God necessarily works. working or doing things. And I have no basis to think that that is any more reason. That, I mean, I then I have to look at all the Christians abroad who are being executed by ISIS as well yeah. and say it was a judgment of God. Um, the martyrs in Revelation say, how long, O Lord, until you avenge mm-hmm. our blood? And God is allowing um, Christians and non-Christians to be executed at the hands of very evil men worldwide sure. and daily. Um, that may make you doubt God or be frustrated with him. That's a different podcast. But um, And so, uh, number one, this is an atrocity. Number two, yeah, um, it's 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 loaded and emotional. Um, this is about bigger things. This is about terrorism. Um, that is the main story. That's These the are main image thing. bearers. Christians can empathize with the LGBT sure. community because what they're going through and feeling right now, I would say to a lesser degree is what Christians are experiencing mm-hmm. worldwide under Islamic persecution primarily. And, uh, and then I also understand, you know, you might be a Muslim listening to this and I do recognize there is a sharp distinction between, um, violent terroristic Islam and, um, the rest of the Muslim community. Mm-hmm. I do understand that percentage wise, the majority of Islam perceives itself as peaceful and sure. is, is pursuing peaceful means according to Western ideals. I, I get that. Right. Uh, but I also understand that I think it's, gosh, it's upwards in the hundreds of millions worldwide who are supporters of violent Islam. That's know? right. And, um, and so this is not a small issue, even though I don't, what I don't want is for Christians or Americans to see a Muslim and all of a sudden be afraid that that Muslim is going to do something to them. Right. because by and large in America, most Muslims aren't most, going to most do Muslims that. Muslims are not terrorists. And, uh, but worldwide, it's a different story about the hundreds of millions and where they are and what country you're in and whether Americans are safe, et cetera. I get that. Um, but what I don't want is our Muslim friends to be hearing this and saying we're, we're anti you or we want to be a part of the fear propaganda machine. Not I don't at all. want to be a part nope. of that. Um, I do want Christians to see these people as humans before homosexuals. Right. I want Christians to see these people as one of us as Americans, one of us as humans and one of us as a target. Mm. Um, we should be able to weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn. That's right. And if you cannot throw your arms around a grieving mom or dad or homosexual who has lost their friend or partner or husband or wife or whatever and mm-hmm. weep with them, you've lost something in terms of your humanity. Sure. And at the same time, it does not mean you need to be part of an agenda that is bigger than this event and jump on board with sub agendas and sub narratives that aren't the main narrative. Mm-hmm. To be empathetic and compassionate does not mean that we have to jump on board with the sub narrative. That's right. Embrace their cause. Yes. I can embrace you and hug you and weep with you without, without embracing the larger political sub narrative that's being pushed. That's right. There's aggravation in me. If you, I was actually just listening to my voice as I was talking and I'm thinking, what am I actually frustrated with? I'm frustrated with dumb Christians because they represent me. Um, mm, sometimes frustrated yep. with our government. Sometimes we're seen that way. Yep. All of us. Yep. I'm frustrated with our government for um, playing the PR game, and um, I hate that. I am frustrated when anybody, I don't care who you are, hijacks um, these things and makes them about something that they're not. But I'm generally, I think my final emotion is just like, that's so sad, and that could be me. Yeah. That could be my kids. It could be you. It could mm-hmm. be my church. Yep. Um, because we're just as much of a target um, as anybody else. That's for sure. Yep. So. So I hope our I hope that does help at least our listeners think 
more clearly about it. Um, and if you don't agree, that's okay. Um, I love you anyways. And we're, st I think this is one of those issues that you and I will probably be processing for some time. That's right. And, um, one of the challenges about a podcast is we bring you into our process mm -hmm. and, uh, it doesn't mean it's always right. Um, doesn't mean it's always perfect. Um, but I think enough time has passed that we have a little more clarity. We can talk into this with a little bit less emotion around mm -hmm. the, the circumstance. Listeners, thanks for joining us today and letting us share with you. Please come back next time when we answer the question, I'm in sixth grade. How can I practically serve in the church besides just volunteering? Mm, good question.